This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clarier with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going? It's going uh, pretty good. It's going pretty good. Good. Had some leftover pizza for lunch and feeling good. I'm, I'm re-energized. Rachel comes back tonight. Yes, thank so, goodness. But she yeah. won't be back till like 9.30 or like 10 o'clock, so the kids should yeah. be asleep by then. Re- okay, we have a lot to get to, and I'm kind of excited for today's show, but quickly, what did you have for dinner last night? Not Red Baron. What did what did I have for dinner? I had five pizza rolls. That's it. I but made you had more pizza rolls. Oh, I made more. I only got to eat five. All right. Uh, Ellie had applesauce and like two pizza rolls. She just wasn't feeling the pizza rolls, even though she asked for them. Mm. Um, and some Doritos. And uh, KJ didn't let me put him down. Although he wasn't yelling, he just didn't want to didn't want to be put down. And I was like, I just don't want to deal with this. So I ate five pizza rolls and had a plate of them sitting next to me. And couldn't get to them because he wouldn't let me. And also, they went cold. It was very sad. Shoot. All right. I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's good. I, you're excited. To to. You're excited. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, we got a lot to get to. Um, It's signing day. Happy signing day. Nebraska has added two players into their class. That is now, um, I believe, they are up to about 18 new faces um, that are already enrolled, not counting transfers. So... What that what does that mean on a signing day? It means Scott Frost press conference. So there's got uh, so we have a, quite a bit of audio that I want to get through. And as I was kind of recording the press conference and listening through it, there was a lot of interesting things about Casey Thompson, about the quarterback room, the running back room, and, and special teams as well. Because and I want to bring up this tweet that Parker Gabriel, the Lincoln Journal Star, tweeted out a little bit ago, and to think about. Uh, what Nebraska has done in the last three, four months is kind of remarkable. Now, you guys know me. I've been I've been firmly on the boat of we can't. It's got to be about results. You guys know me. I've been in that in that boat. Um, but today, I, I kind of am ready to. And here I go. I'm kind of ready to Ooh. think about how this could be a positive thing. And I'm ready to talk it through. So, are you for, considering putting Kool Aid in your? No, cup? no, I'm not going to put. I don't, I don't know are about Kool Aid, but are you thinking about it? It, it has, it like has crossed my. It has crossed just, my mind. You were like, I need to see whoever makes the Kool Aid, and I need yes. to see how it's made. But I, now you're just like you're looking at it, and you're like, looks pretty good. Well, because once again, I'm going to let myself get fooled. They're saying a lot of really encouraging and positive things that you guys will hear. Exactly. Here momentarily. We'll also talk to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here at 2.30 or around that time whenever the Scott Frost press conference kind of uh, subsides and all that. But like I said, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Tell me where your Kool-Aid level's at with signing day. There's a lot of stuff going on with Husker football before we kind of take a break and then spring ball really ramps up. And or I guess 
how are you feeling just in general about this team? So let us know. 402-464-5685. Any comments, any questions, any thoughts, uh, please send them in on the text line or on the video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Okay. So Parker Gabriel tweeted out earlier today, in the last three months, Scott Frost has turned over half of his coaching staff and the Huskers have added 22 new scholarship players, 12 of those being high school and JUCO and 10 transfers. New offensive coordinator, coach, new special teams coach, three new quarterbacks, Richard Torres, Chuba, and Casey, revamped the specialist group, the wide receiver room, the running back room, and defensive back room, a major on-the-fly overhaul. That's in three months. So Why this, does it seem like this it's staff taken has, forever? Yeah, this staff has put in the work. So you cannot say we we one of the you know one of the comments that not only I had but I, I believe Rico was in this boat too of you need to make a change. You need yes. to, something needs to change. Well, they're doing that. So on on the positive side of that, it's all right. They're doing what they need to do. They're at least trying something, which is better than the alternative just trying to do the same thing over and over. Now, that's off the field. Now, the second part, unfortunately, we won't be able to see if it's if it's manifested until August, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, let's dive in. Scott Frost spoke to the media a little bit today. Um, Rubber Duck from LinkedIn says, I'm drunk off the Kool-Aid. Welcome. Beautiful. Welcome, Rubber Duck. No, because... you can't say welcome. You're not in the Kool-Aid bath. All right. I'm floating in it. Rico's, are you gonna drown, dude? I'm floating in it I, right now. I've got, I've got one of those. Inflate, I've got one of those inflatable things that you lay on in the pool, and I'm chilling right now. And I just got a cup next to me. It's got a little cup holder. I got a cup, and I just yeah. whoop, and I take a swig, put it right back down. I'm chilling. So, okay, empty dumpster. Who empty dumpster? Is this your first text into the text line? I do not. Or I don't, for, no. for our show, maybe I don't recognize that name. Uh, they say with all the scholarships going out and being over on scholarships, what do you think they do with the extra ones? They are over. Who do you see leaving? We'll get to that as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, I want there was a couple Scott Frost things that I really want to get to. Let me go back to the clips here. So let's just start at quarterback because there's been a lot of talk um, about Casey Thompson, and these next couple clips are going to be about Casey Thompson. So let's just start with a general overthought or over, over oversight of how Scott Frost feels about Casey Thompson. So here's Scott Frost on what does he like about their new quarterback, Casey Thompson. Yeah, first of all, his dad's an option quarterback, and I have a soft spot in my heart for Tommy Fraser and Eric Crouch and Turner Gill and Dee Dallas and even Mickey Joseph. Uh, it's a dying fraternity, but I got to see uh, his dad the other day, and it was great to see and talk a little football with him. Uh, the biggest thing I've noticed so far, we haven't gotten a chance to see him do much um, with a football or anything, but the biggest thing I notice already is just the leadership coming from those guys and the energy coming from those guys. And that's what a quarterback's supposed to do, uh, supposed to pick up the level of play from everybody around them. And uh, that's tough to do in your first week on campus or your first two weeks on campus, but, but he's doing it. Uh, look forward to working with him, have Coach Whipple work with him. Uh, same with Chubba has been doing a great job with that too, along with the other quarterbacks. But um, we need we need leadership from that position, and we need a guy that's going to say, "Hey, I'm, get behind me. I, we're going to go win this thing, and, and I'm going to lead you there." And um, you get that feel from those guys. So there, there's kind of Scott Frost and just the general thoughts on Casey Thompson. Noticed he mentioned Chubba Purdy as well. Mm-hmm. 
Now, all these things, you guys know how I like to operate. I want to leave everything open-ended for you guys to think about. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions to you, Rico. Notice how he talked about Chubba Purdy? Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Just something to think about. I'm not trying to read too much into it. But you're definitely going to read too much. But I'm just saying, let's leave this open for, for let's, interpretation let's thoughts. Let's read into it. So later on, they staying on the quarterback thought, Scott Frost was kind of asked, um, throughout the transfer portal, and, and NIL has been a big discussion throughout this offseason, obviously, because it's the first real transfer portal season that it's it's really been going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was asked blatant not you know, in a in a roundabout up. in a roundabout way, basically, were you going to be able to get a guy of Casey Thompson's caliber without NIL? And here's what Scott Frost had to say. Uh, quarterback's so unique because they you know there's one that's gonna play at every school and, and he's coming here to compete for the chance to do that. Um, as, as some of these quarterbacks were bouncing around like lotto balls, you know, there's, there's only so many landing spots because some guys have their guy. Um, you know, we were one of the schools once uh, our quarterback from last year left that uh, a lot of, I think a lot of people were interested in and um, feel good about where we landed. I'm going to read into the fact he didn't even say his name. He didn't say Adrian Martinez. I'm going to read, I'm gonna also, read into that. Also, or maybe, well, this wasn't last year, I guess, but Luke McCaffrey. Who is now I wide saw, receiver? I saw what you quote tweeted. Uh, Rice's head coach said Luke McCaffrey <laughs> has moved to wide receiver. <laughs> Wait, hmm. Luke McCaffrey playing wide receiver? Who would have thought of that? Look, hey, Rice being innovative. What if what if moving Rice, a really good athlete out. to wide receiver? What would be more alarming is if Rice was the first school that Luke McCaffrey talked to that mentioned moving him to wide receiver. I wonder if that could him be a scholarship out of high school. That could be a problem. To be a wide receiver. To be a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Nebraska. Um, so building off of that last kind of comment, there was the the directly following that comment, our very own Steve Sipple said, now Coach Frost, will there actually be a quarterback competition? Because the narrative out there is Casey Thompson's going to be the starter. He came here to be the starter. And here is what Scott said. Yeah, that's not my narrative. Um, there's a lot of narratives around that uh, aren't really based in fact. Um, he's going to have every opportunity to start, and he knows that. Uh, the other guys are going to get their opportunities too, and uh, we got a long time to work with him and a spring ball and a fall camp to figure it all out. Look, man, that's just Scott being that's a, just, being a head coach. Yes, like I understand it's not his narrative, it's not the team's narrative, but at the same time. Casey Thompson's not coming to Nebraska to be a backup when he only has two years remaining. Oh, and by the way, he has the most, easily, the most experience on this roster. So I will say this. Um, let's let's go ahead and talk about this uh, text line, 402-464-5685. Let's head over to it. So send in any thoughts, any questions, text any comments. We will, we'll get to a good chunk of them, if not all of them, today. So, Empty Dumpster, let's go back to, let's revisit this. With all the scholarships going out and being over on scholarships, what do you think they do with the extra ones they are over? Why do you, who do you see leaving? All right, let's update on scholarships real quick. So, like I said, they got the running back, A.J. Allen. Notice how I said it just kind of in the middle because I'm not 100% sure if it's A.J. or A.J. So, uh, they have the running back, Allen, who is going to be a freshman, former TCU commit. Obviously, they had some coaching changes there, so he was kind of back open on the market. And then uh, wide receiver, Bonner, who was a Georgia Tech commit since April, 
decided not to sign in the early signing period, and now Nebraska flipped him. So that's two receivers. So that means that Nebraska is now with seven scholarship running backs. And Scott Frost kind of actually talked about this. Let's go ahead and play that clip. So Scott Frost uh, kind of talked about the running back room as a whole because he has they have seven guys now in that room. Yeah, I, you know, I thought we did a good job at that position last year, but we needed to get better. Um, we were really young at the position. Um, you know, Ramir being a sophomore and Yant basically a freshman and Gabe a freshman and, and other guys. Um, we were short numbers there too. And, and so we've added a few here uh, with AJ being the latest. And, and again, I think the talent level in that room, watching them run around, is going to be really good. Um, they're learning new uh, terminology and, a little, and some new scheme right now, just like everybody else. And um, may the best man win. So Nebraska, I, I like that last that last. May part. the best man win. May the best man win. You've got all of these skilled guys in that running back room. You're not gonna play favorites. You have a guy who you you trotted out as the starter last year, who was who ended up being injured. You had a guy who you know was the starter four games into the season until uh, the last two games when he got injured. Uh, so you've you've got a wide open running back room and 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 letting the best man step up to the plate and. Whoever gets the hit gets the hit, takes the start. Uh, I'm real. I'm really excited about that running back room. Well, so Gabe Irvin will be limited here in the spring because of that injury he suffered in Oklahoma. So Frost did say he'll be limited this uh, upcoming spring. So that's mm-hmm. something to take into account. But also, so Nebraska has seven guys in that room, and they've added Emmett Johnson, AJ Allen, Anthony Grant, and I'm going to put. A toss-up in the air for DeAndre Jackson, who isn't going to be expected till May if he's, he gets here at all. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, let's just act like he's not going to be a member of the team come fall. That could be. Let's one let's of talk the about this. We're talking empty dumpster for some of the guys that might not show again, up. Again, we're this is not us saying what we know because we do not know. This is just us guessing. Mm-hmm. So so that means that Nebraska has seven guys in the running back room with the. Uh, Commitment of their that new wide receiver Bonner from Georgia or a flip from Georgia Tech. They are now at fourteen scholarship wide receivers in that room, so that could be a room that you see uh, some attrition for sure. And, and then also quarterbacks always going to be one of those with five scholarship guys. Well, he did you say wonder, that they want they like to carry. Five. They do, they do, but it's the the position that they've put Logan Smothers in now, or that even. Maybe it's not. You can't even put it all on the staff. I, I'm I'm guessing it's what position Logan Smothers has kind of put Fallen himself into? into. I don't know if you put him. I I feel like you can Played put this into? on. The, you can put this on the staff. You 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 really can't blame him for you not know having committing committing to Nebraska. You know, wanting to yep. play at Nebraska, having a guy who he knows is the starter in front of him, and thinking, okay, in in two years, three years, he'll be gone. I'll be next up, and then you know, COVID happening. And and Adrian Martinez staying that year and then transferring and and him not getting any type of opportunities mm-hmm. like you can't really put that's that a good on point, him. Rico. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, so let me let me update you guys where they're at on numbers. They have total total guys on this on the roster right now ninety two scholarships, and so you know the number is eighty five. But Scott also mentioned kind of something in there today about when their guys enter the portal, they're they're given a couple extra. It's very confusing once you get down into the into the 
minor details of it. So we'll see how they, they go along with it. But right now, if we just want to look at what they know, they are eight or seven, mm-hmm. excuse me, scholarships over the, the normal limit. Um, okay, Tiny Pig. Perfect. Hi, Says, Tiny Pig. Can they win with four-star running backs and wide receivers without a dominating offensive lines? Seem, doesn't seem like the Big Ten way. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about this offensive line because you know darn well Scott Frost was asked about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Frost talked to just general thoughts on the offensive line and because they have, and we'll talk about the center position, they lose Cam Jurgens, and at center specifically, Trent Hickson and Justin Evans Jenkins are the only two guys listed. Now, we, we've mentioned before Nuri Nueli, Will or Newly, excuse me, will be one of the guys that you thought um, may move over, and then he was also asked about a guy like Turner Corcoran playing center. So we'll, we'll touch on all that here. This is this is Scott Frost's just general thoughts on the offensive line room. I gotta find that one. Hold on. Oh, all right, that's all I right. Got the how many possibilities are at center one? Okay, so there's that one, and then it's also thoughts on the O line. There it is. There Got it. Is. Perfect. I found it, everybody. It's okay. I can do my job. I, I, I like our talent there, and we got a lot of returning experience. Um, we thought we needed to add some guys uh, to get more bodies in the room. We were low on numbers there, too, coming off the season with a couple departures. So, um, you know, we got uh, a couple guys come in that are transfers. Uh, looking forward to just like the other positions I mentioned, to watching them compete against everybody else. We got a couple guys going to be out for spring uh, up front, so there's going to be a lot of reps. Um, some guys coming back that played a whole bunch last year that uh, looking forward to have Donnie work with to see if we can make some strides. And uh, I don't know for sure yet where the pieces will fit together up front, but uh, spring ball will help us tell that. Let's just go right into it. We've got he coaches was asked, nicknames. He was Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. He was asked about the center position, right? Where Who's going to replace Cam Jurgens? How many possibilities are there? Here's what he Yeah, there's say. a bunch of guys in the conversation. Um, Turner's a guy I think is probably capable of playing all five positions if we needed him to. Uh, did a great job at left tackle, looked great at right tackle when we moved him over when Teddy played. Uh, Teddy and Turner are both going to miss spring with injuries, so they're around and learning and able to do some things. But again, that's going to help some other guys get reps, and uh, Turner in particular are probably going to have to figure out where he fits the best. So asked about possibilities at center, he really only mentions Turner Corcoran by name. He mentions mm-hmm. they have a bunch of guys who probably could do it, but Corcoran's the only one he mentions by name. I want to see who they have out there since he's going to miss spring, uh, seeing who they have out there during spring, spring balls, uh, the spring games, spring practices, whatever, mm-hmm. what have you, who they have in the middle snapping the ball to you know, whatever quarterback they have back there um, is going to be very interesting because you know as soon as Corcoran gets healthy, based on this, again, wild speculation, based on the fact that he's the only name mentioned about playing center by name yeah um you you would assume that as soon as he gets healthy he'll be thrust into that competition for the starting center spot so seeing who is there before him and how well they do maybe corcoran stays at tackle or or guard since he can play all five positions where they believe he can well i i'm curious how this has changed from years past because outside of center okay right once they moved (coughs) excuse me once they moved Cam Jurgens to center from tight end, it was like, all right, that position, we know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. The other four, they've done mix and matching, right? Turner Corcoran and Prohaska are going to be out for spring ball or for a good portion of it at least. So you wonder, like kind of Rico was saying, it took them five weeks last season to find the right group. 
Well, that group did not include a couple of the guys that obviously started the season. So you wonder, have those guys kind of stepped up? Have they began to take the job? Have they? Are they going to take this opportunity and make a leap? Like, if they jump the injured guy, okay. Like, great. It happens. Because that, that shows that there is competition and that there's a, some will there. Mm-hmm. In years past, it's just been, who's the best? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the running back room. It, it, with seven guys, like Rico, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, and with he, what he said about what Scott Frost said about, you know, the guy taking a job, maybe the best man win or whatever the, the phrase was. Like, great, but if you're going to go running back by committee once again, mm-hmm. how much are we really going to be able to get guys into a, into a mojo, into a groove? So, like, what what's the plan there? Because that's something that has been happening the last couple years is running back by committee. And if we're going to try that again, that's fine. But what's going to make this year different than in years past? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you believe. You know, him saying may the best man win and all the talent that they have back there. As soon as that best man does win, mm-hmm. that that person takes the bulk of the snaps at running back. You're not running with running back at, by committee because in the past they haven't had anybody, you know, jump forward, snatch the reins, and, and, and proclaim, I am the starting running back. This is my job. Nobody's going to take it from me. So hopefully during this offseason, like you said, you know, we don't know what's going to change. Hopefully this offseason somebody steps up. Somebody shows all the skill, all the all the tricks in their bag, and is able to step up to the plate and claim that number one running back spot, as as you would hope so. I mean, and with the offensive line, the injured guy, if he gets jumped, you know for a fact, if that person was a starter, Turner Corcoran, Teddy Prohaska, mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Prohaska for one and a half, one and a quarter games, yeah, um, that's going to make them work even harder to get that spot back. And right. that's exactly what you want at least with this football team and with every football team and every every position group is the competition and the want to be the starter. Like you, if you're the starter, you can't rest because the guy directly behind you, the guy two spots behind you is working that much harder to take your spot. Yes, yeah. they want you to succeed because that is for the betterment of the team. And if you're a team player, that's what you want. But at the same time, you as yourself believe if I can get in there, I can help the team more. Yes, I'm going to root for you. Yes, I'm going to cheer for you. Yes, I'm going to hope that you do everything in your power to help this team get over the hump and win games. But in my heart of hearts, I think I'm better than you. I think I should be starting. So that's where that that competition and that hard work is going to come from in these groups. So that, I think that's definitely something that will talk about as we go along, obviously. The running back room and, and offensive line room are really – uh, intriguing for me personally because they're going to have to really figure out a group up front that that works well together. Now, once again, they have time in terms of before the season starts. Long-term time, not so much. But short-term, in terms of August 27th when they play Northwestern, they have time. They have all of spring ball to figure out a group that works best or what they believe is the best group possible for them right now. Let's let's run run, run through the special teams really quickly because there were a couple interesting thoughts before we get to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here in a little bit. Um, so he mentions Bill Bush. One thing, I, we won't play this clip, but one thing that he did say, they added a lot of specialists over the offseason. People may have thought that, oh, maybe that's because they just want to make competition. Well, Daniel Cherney's going on medical scholarships. So... For, for a knee issue. So Daniel Cherney will not be the punter um, for Nebraska. It won't be even in the conversation because of being on medical scholarship. 
So then he was asked, uh, how is special teams going to look different this year? Because there's been a lot of talks about changing things every year they've been here. Finally, they get a full-time special teams coordinator in Bill Bush, and they get a lot of additions um, through the through the portal and, and just other guys, that freshman from, from the Kansas area as well. So how is special teams going to look different? Here's Coach Frost. I'd say first and foremost, what you said, uh, we got to do a better job at specialist um, last year than, than we did last year. And it, it wasn't all necessarily those kids' fault. Um, you know, I, we had a kicker that had a great year the year before and just had some injury issues and um, did well at times punting the ball and other times it was disastrous. And um, I think, you know, trying to get those guys in there will certainly help. Um, we haven't had a returner that we feel great about bringing the ball out of the end zone on kickoff or, or giving us a chance to score on punt return. Um, so I, I would speak to that, that uh, I think every year we've been here, the overall athletic ability and speed of our team has gotten better. Uh, I think that should help us in the in the return game and the kick coverage game. So we actually heard part of the next question there. They asked, is Trey Palmer, the transfer from LSU, one of the guys you're hoping to put back at returner here. Here's coach Frost with what he had to say of uh, who are you hoping to put back at returner? Because they haven't been able to field kicks out of the end zone kickoffs. Right. And, and punt return has kind of been abysmal as well. So here's coach Frost. Yeah, there's several in the receiver room, running back room and um, DB room that I think have the capability to do it. Trey certainly being one of them. Short and simple. Hmm. There's one, a lot of people. We'll see who gets it. One one thing, you know, Mickey Joseph tweeted out that one day, every part of my wide receiver room will be able to play special teams or mm-hmm. something to that to that effect. So Exciting. there's there's definitely excitement once again. Like I like I started out the show saying, they they're saying all the right things once again. Now that's that's part one. Right? They've made changes and now they're saying all the good things. Part one is complete. Now part two is putting in the se- the work in the spring and leading up to the fall to put a, a quality product out there that can go win you football games. More importantly, the close football games, the toss-up football games on, on a Saturday afternoon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll get to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity next up on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 